0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome into the third episode of Topper Talk, a podcast presented to you each Friday morning by the College Heights Herald and the WKU Herald Sports section. I'm Drake Kaiser, the sports editor of the College Heights Herald, and as always, we're going to be covering athletic discussion and news at WKU. I'm joined in the studio by our producer, Mark Webster, and later in the show, you'll be hearing from several of our beat reporters who will tell you everything you need to know about the Hilltoppers and the Lady Toppers. You'll also hear from the WKU coaches our staff has spoken with throughout the week. So, with all that being said, let's go ahead and get into it. All right, guys. We are now here with sports columnist and news editor of the College Heights Herald, Matt Stahl. We're going to be breaking down the Louisville game from Nashville last Saturday, and uh, we might be even giving you a little bit of talk about this new, recent controversy with the quarterback position because of Stephen Duncan's injury. So, Matt, I guess we'll start off by just saying, uh, you know, what what did you see out there on the field against Louisville?
1: And they weren't finishing drives. That was that was kind of the big problem as they get down there. They had some turnovers. There was a just atrocious fumble recovery touchdown, but yeah, honestly, it was just Louisville was a better team. That was all there really was to it.
0: I think the biggest thing that I saw throughout the game was just really Louisville was able to move the ball basically at will on WKU. They, they definitely had their miscues and some miscarries and, and things like that, but really for the most part they got done whatever they wanted to get done and it seemed like wku was struggling to get going offensively
1: yeah yeah you're you're exactly right there uh the biggest yeah the biggest thing for louisville that's like not great for western is just they were running second string quarterback which malik cunningham is very good like he could probably go somewhere besides louisville and be just fine i don't know how much longer uh juwan pass has but uh, then they send in the third-string freshman, and he comes out and throws a 60-yard touchdown pass. and Just not a great
0: look. Like Just not great at all, Now, Well, and you also, they had two separate press conferences after the game, and I went to Tyson Helton and the WKU players while well, you went and listened to Scott Satterfield and the Louisville players. Do you remember anything that they kind of had to say about playing against WKU and just the performance that they saw from WKU? Uh, one of their defensive
1: players uh kind of took halfway of a shot at Stephen Duncan. It's like, yeah, we just needed to get him moving. Like he's not very good on the run, which
0: absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and and I think probably what we will end up talking about, the biggest story coming out of this week is obviously the Monday press conference with Tyson Helton. He kind of starts it off a little bit nonchalant, you know, talking about the bye week and things going on and just saying they'd given a good effort against Louisville. Well, Stephen Duncan, he gets injured in the third quarter of the Louisville game, ends up hobbling by the fourth quarter x-rays, and now he's out indefinitely. We can at least say that much for sure. So... Now we're we're kind of looking ahead to this quarterback battle. I mean, but just thinking back for one moment, I mean, how would you assess Stephen Duncan's overall performance? I guess against Louisville prior to us our knowledge about the injury. He didn't throw an interception. That's a, <laughs> definitely a plus for him.
1: Uh, when when they had to when he got out of the pocket and had to run, he couldn't hit water if he fell off a boat. Uh, when he when he was able to sit in the pocket, like he made some pretty decent throws. Uh, he got unlucky a few times. Lucky Jackson played really horrible and just had some real bad drops. There, there were drops across the board. Uh, the big touchdown to Simon wasn't particularly a great throw by Duncan, other than just, like, getting Simon in position to run straight down the field for a touchdown. Yeah. But I'm, it's certainly not his worst performance of the season.
0: No, no, and and I think honestly what kind of might leave a sour taste in WKU's mouth after this is just that, you know, Duncan seemed to be moving in a decent direction. I mean, he definitely did not play his worst game, not his best game, I wouldn't say for sure, but he seemed to be at least comfortable, and he spoke positively post-game, saying that, you know, he was ready to kind of move on. He had the next play mentality and things like that. Well, now he may not get another play this season, depending on the severity of this injury and how he recovers from surgery. So we talked a little bit about it last week, but now it's pretty much a three-man race for quarterback. I mean, if you're Tyson Helton right now, where do you think is the most logical place to turn?
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, logically, you have um, Ty Story, who, like, came from Arkansas and has experience and whatever. But, uh, so, I mean, he even acknowledged, like, he'll, he'll be the front runner. But... I don't know. For me, like I'm kind of firmly on the Davis Shanley train. <laughs> like he he's been around, he's got he's got some playing time experience. He's accurate. He's accurate on the run. Uh not not great when it's more than fifteen yards, but you know, that's that's not their offense at this point,
0: so Well, and and we kind of talked about that in both football articles that we wrote in Tuesday's edition of the College Heights Herald that honestly, I mean, despite the claims in the spring and the preseason about throwing the ball all around and whatever, that's really not been WKU's bread and butter on offense through three games. So if you plug Shanley in out there, I mean, he's not going to throw interceptions. He's not going to be able to throw the ball down the field. But they really don't have a stretch the field type of receiver anyway. So, if all you're going to run is intermediate Tom Brady type of throwing routes, I mean, could you really just easily plug Davis Shanley in, who's looked, I mean, great in two straight spring games? He's looked like the star on campus. Yeah. I mean,
1: and I mean, last year, like he came into the Louisville game once Duncan threw a real bad interception. And, like, played pretty well. Like, they almost won the game. They, they didn't win the game because they didn't win many games last year. But, yeah, like, I've never watched him and thought, like, he's the worst possible option at quarterback. Like, he might not have the ceiling, some others do, but, like, you, he's never going to be just awful.
0: Well, and I think everyone is still a little bit wondering about Tyson Helton made some interesting comments on Monday when he was speaking about these three guys. He I mean, as most coaches would say that they, they like everyone in the room. They all bring something different to the table, which they all do. I mean, you can easily tell that, but he was saying something about that they might not have this be a true one-man race and that they might, you know, bring in some packages for different guys. That just sounds eerily reminiscent to me of the troubles of last year of trying to rotate in too many cooks in the kitchen at quarterback.
1: Yeah, name one time having, like, other than 2006, you had Chris Leak and then they Florida would throw Tim Tebow in, uh, like, at the very end, like, you know, the two-yard line or whatever. Like, there's never been a time when having two quarterbacks has worked. Like, not not once to my, my memory.
0: No, and it it does. I mean, why would now – he's been talking about all season with Duncan that he wants to have one guy because then that one guy will be confident that they are the guy, QB1. So why would it be now that just because the starter is out that you wouldn't just pick a new starter and run with him? I just thought it was a little bit interesting that he was trying to make it seem like that they might, you know, maybe try to plug in all three even. That's – yeah. Yeah, and
1: really you know, is it isn't there four quarterbacks on the roster? Like is Sean McCormick still like on the roster at this point?
0: I'm pretty sure, which we could verify, I'm pretty sure he is a walk on, so I don't think he dresses or travels. I guess. But he might now Well it could be Sean McCormick <laughs> time. <laughs> Gotta leave all the options open. Yeah. Well, I mean, he'd uh I don't know I, I think I know I, yeah I, I really don't either <laughs> I've, I've seen him in practice I saw him in the spring and he I think he does practice every home game obviously they just don't travel but um I don't know I think kind of like how you wrote in your column this week Kivaris is still the wild card he was the wild card last year and he still is I mean it's it's interesting maybe what could they do with him you think
1: Kivaris has got like Kivaris could very well be the future but like he needs so much work and like it's good to have somebody kind of like Helton here who can kind of like mold him and maybe you know be like hey throw throw the ball at the receiver and not 15 yards in front of the receiver but like just infinite potential there uh, I don't think he's there yet like he wasn't even he didn't even have pads and stuff on at the um, Louisville game mm-hmm. so, and oh boy he can certainly run, a, run somebody over, let me tell you. <laughs> like That was the first time I ever watched him last year was uh, I was a football beat rider and we went to this scrimmage that they had at Barron County High School for some reason. And they had him in whatever jersey that like the quarterback can be contacted, and he goes and just absolutely runs over a safety like the safety they had to get the safety off the field after that but then i see Cuvaris go running over the sideline and they put
0: the black jersey on him the one where they're like and i, I don't think it was to protect Cuvaris. i think it was protect the defense yeah he is an absolutely massive kid i mean you can just tell i mean the way that they lift, list him on the roster i mean height weight i mean he's very physically impressive and i mean I think that you're right. He has great endless potential. If Helton can manage to keep him here and convince him, hey, sit around for a year or two. We know that you're maybe not getting as involved as you would like to. I think that he might be a good pet project for Helton for the next couple of years because he's got endless potential. He's got a lot of eligibility left. I mean, he took a redshirt last year, so he's only a redshirt freshman. Even if he doesn't really do much this year, he's still got time. And, you know, as long as he doesn't you know decide to transfer or go elsewhere i think someone like a davis shanley if he doesn't do anything this year he could go play somewhere else oh, yeah. yeah for sure think like we, we mentioned
1: earlier the um the folly of running multiple quarterback packages the only one i could see where it might work is if you're down by six with like five seconds left on your own 20 yard line throw kivaris out there and just tell the receivers to
0: run <laughs> Like, that man could – I bet you he can throw the ball 80 yards. Well, and, too, I mean, if you're down inside of your own 20 and you need that last 20 yards or whatever, tell him to run straight forward and try to tell the defense to get him down. Yeah. I mean, he is a huge kid. I mean yeah. – and, and I think, especially within Conference USA type of football, I mean, out of conference, it's, it's a completely different level sometimes. But in Conference USA, a big athletic kid like him, I mean, could just light the world on fire in this conference, I think.
1: Oh, yeah. No, it's, I mean, we're not a conference known for being good at defense <laughs> or offense, like for that matter. But, yeah, especially especially the defense.
0: Well, you know, they're they're heading into their bye week. They don't play again until next Saturday against UAB. UAB looks to be pretty solid once again, but obviously it's way too far out to know kind of what they're going to be looking at, especially because we don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be. But I mean, I guess going into the bye week, where do you where would you assess the team's progress through three games under coach Helton?
1: I mean, they're better than they looked after that debacle against Central Arkansas, but like, I, w- I wouldn't call them good like, by any stretch of the imagination.
0: <laughs> Through the next nine games that they're going to play over the next 10 or 11 weeks, because so they still have another bye week, too. Uh, every team's got two this year in college football, If in case all the fans out there didn't know that. An interesting schedule in- intricacy, but... uh you know, I don't know where exactly that they'll be at the end of 12 games. This schedule, though, does not bode well for them, especially no. over the next four or five weeks.
1: No, does them no favors. You got UAB. Is it Army after UAB? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's I, – I don't think they're going to beat UAB. I think get, Old
0: Dominion might be in there too, like in be, in between those two home games maybe. Yeah, Old. Do, I
1: think Old Dominion, like they haven't been great in the past. There was a – three untimed down classic last year but like I think Old Dominion's like if there's a real up and comer in the CUSA who could end up in like the American or somewhere I think it is Old Dominion just because of the way they've been recruiting the Tidewater there in Virginia lately so like I, I don't know where they're at this season yet but like I don't I don't really see them beating them either
0: no, and I mean they've still got Marshall on the road they've got the trip down to Arkansas which could be already an interesting matchup anyway depending on the level that both of those teams are at by that point in the season but wouldn't it be an interesting storyline for Ty Story to be the starter against his former team and teammates it down in Fayetteville I mean that that could make for quite the at least interesting matchup pre-game yeah I mean, exactly <laughs> pre-game that'd be a great story
1: after the game I mean, it still might be a story, but they probably wouldn't be some kind of, like, feel-good, like, underdog, you know, one of
0: those. I am, though. I think I think that we can both agree, most likely, that they will run with story at least early on during this, you know, injury for Stephen Duncan. Whether we agree with that or not, I'm, you know, I don't know. But the thing is... I think everybody just wants to see him. It's the backup quarterback thing. Everybody wants to see what he can do. If he comes out and looks great, well, that's great for WKU. If he comes out and looks bad, well, then I think you are also would be foolish to not give Shanley or Kivaris a try because, I mean, what else are you waiting on? I mean, your starter's already out, so.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think – yeah, you certainly don't give um, Story as much time as you would. Boy, I really – Story, like the – the name story like opens itself up to so many puns. Like I was just thinking about that. I really can't wait for it. It's gonna be a, that. That will be a good time. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, I, I think I think I definitely already know like what our art head is gonna be for the first game or the when he gets named the starter or whatever else in print. I mean, it's just easy. Writes itself. There's so many story interest you know, like interesting headlines and things that we can write. So I think we're hoping <laughs> that it's him over here. But I don't know. Um, I guess moving forward, though, I'm trying to think what else that we could dissect here. I think the biggest thing too with Gage Walker that I think he deserves a mention didn't play his best game against Louisville, but for a DB that's now playing running back, how do you think the rest of his season shapes up?
1: I mean, you bet. A lot of Conference USA opponents, so like it should be it should be better than they were against Louisville. But yeah, we'll we'll see. He's got a lot of potential. What year is he?
0: I'm pretty sure he's a redshirt junior. A okay, redshirt so sports. so he's got a little bit. He'll have
1: he'll have some time. Yeah, it, just infinite potential there. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I appreciate Matt coming on and talking to us about the uh, Louisville game, talking a little bit about this quarterback controversy, and getting a little bit into what will come next week, which is our preview of UAB. But coming up next, we're going to have some quotes from offensive coordinator Brian Ellis and also defensive coordinator Clayton White. Stay tuned.
2: Well, well, you know, we said we named Steven, it was a tight race, you know, Ty was there. Uh, You know, experience is obviously a huge factor, Um, you know, getting to go out there and play live game reps and having done that Mm -hmm. is a big thing. And you know, having having, uh, Ty and Shanley, you know, I think that's that's huge and uh, don't count KT out. You know, I think he'll he'll compete over the next two weeks, and uh, you know, I, I think we're in a good situation. Um, you know, there's a there's a lot of teams that are that would be lucky to, to be in a situation we are when your starting quarterback goes down. So we'll try to get them, or else we'll try to get them as ready to go as possible here in the next two weeks, and then hopefully on Saturday we'll come out and play with well.
3: I thought that was good um, by the defensive guys in the halftime. I can tell they wanted to go out and, and play better, and definitely you know it, it was. It's like every game, it was, it was plays here and there. It was only one play in the second half where they scored and, uh, after the sudden change. And I have to do a better job of making sure that our guys understand that moment. But I think from the Louisville game, I mean, we realized that we can, you know, play with a team that's that's somewhat bigger than us. And I think we got to just do a good job of just bringing that every single Saturday and whenever we play.
0: All right, guys, it was really great to hear from offensive coordinator Brian Ellis, along with defensive coordinator Clayton White. The two of them gave you guys the whole rundown on what the team was up to during their bye week and also where the Hilltoppers are headed going into their game against UAB next weekend. Now, coming up next, we're going to have volleyball beat writer Caden Gaylord give you guys the rundown of what happened at Belmont on Tuesday night and then also give you a preview of the WKU Volleyball Invitational that's coming up this weekend, where the Lady Toppers are going to take on Northern Kentucky, Tulsa, and Sanford. Stay tuned.
3: Thanks, Drake. This is Volleyball Beat reporter Kaden Gaylord, a.k.a. KG3, and I'm here to give you an update on the team. Last weekend, head coach Travis Hudson and the Lady Toppers moved to 9-1 on the year after winning the Holiday Inn University Plaza Invitational. The Lady Toppers defeated Bowling Green and Ohio State last Friday in clean 3-0 sweeps. WKU also knocked off Tulane 3-1 last Saturday, with the Green Wave being the only squad to earn a set victory over WKU last weekend. Sophomore Lauren Matthews was named tournament MVP, while junior Logan Kale made the all-tournament team. On Monday, the Conference USA League office announced freshman Paige Briggs was named CUSA USA Freshman of the Week, and Lauren Matthews was named CUSA USA Co-Offensive Player of the Week after a pair of stellar performances in the tournament. The Lady Toppers traveled to Nashville on Tuesday night and defeated Belmont 3-0. WKU extended its win streak to 21 in the all-time series against the Bruins by notching a clean sweep over Belmont for the sixth season in a row. Starting Friday, WKU will play in its fourth tournament of the season, for the second straight week, the trio matches will be held in Diddle Arena. The Lady Toppers will start play in the WKU Volleyball Invitational against Northern Kentucky at 10-1 on the year. WKU is currently on a sixth-match winning streak hasn't and hasn't been defeated since a 3-1 loss to the 24th-ranked Louisville earlier this month. WKU and NKU will square off Friday morning at 11. WKU's second matchup will be against Tulsa. The Lady Toppers haven't met Tulsa since 1991, on that day, almost 30 years ago, WKU defeated Tulsa 3-0. This year's matchup will t- take place Friday night at 7. The Lady Toppers' last matchup of the tournament will be against Sanford, a team WKU hasn't seen on the hardwood since a 3-0 WKU win in 2002. That game will take place Saturday evening at 5. I spoke with head coach Travis Hudson following the Lady Toppers' three-one win over Tulane last Saturday night. Here's what he had to say after his team claimed the Holiday Inn University Plaza Invitational Championship.
4: Well, you know, that's what I was just ho- that's what I was preaching for the whole match is just hang in there. We we weren't our best today, uh, you know. yesterday was an emotional win against Ohio State, and you know we came back today and we were we were pretty flat, I think, and and you know it felt like I was kind of pulling this team along all through four games. And and that's not how it's been with this team. This team has kind of, you know, put themselves out there. And so, you know, it's a sign of good teams, I think, when you don't have your best game and you continue to work and find a way. And, you know, I think Lauren really stepped up and made some plays for us that that gave us some separation. And then I think Sofia Serino serving uh, was something that gave us the separation we needed as well.
2: Thanks, Kaden, so much. The volleyball wrap was on point as usual. That being said, we're now about to tune in to Week Three of Debate Time. Before we do that, I wanted—I had a chance to talk to Coach Tyson Helden on Monday at the press conference. Listen, to what he had to say about the quarterback situation.
0: I guess, yeah. I mean, you can. I mean, you—you. You, I do think you got to say no matter who the quarterback is, all right. What's what? What does he bring to the table? What does he do best? And let, let's do that. So. You know, a tie story, he can run and he can throw, and so that brings a little different dynamic. Davis can do the same. KT can do the same. He has a big arm. Um, you know, so I think you you try to put a plan together that allows for, you know, a, a, one guy to really play a lot. And, and you might, I'm not there yet, but you might just say, hey, let's, let's try to get these other guys in there too. Maybe they can bring something to the table.
2: Okay, so we've heard it all, Caden. We have heard it all, man. And I guess it's time for us to really debate. So we know Stephen Duncan went down last week uh, against Louisville, Nashville, Nissan Stadium. Now it's all about is it really story time now? Is story time now or is it going to be another time? Talk to me real quick, man.
3: I mean, is it – I mean, what else would they brought him here for? Okay. You're renting a player for one year. Right. He sat on the bench the last three games. Why else would you not play him?
2: Okay. Now, now you, make a gr- you make a great point. You're saying they brought him here for one year. Now, but let's say if Ty Story was, like, what if no other place really wanted Ty Story? Like, what if Western was strictly his only option, necessarily? So, how good do we really think Ty Story is, Mr. Gaylor?
3: Well, he was already second on the depth chart anyways. Oh, so, okay. okay. All right. I mean, if you really think David Shanley is better than Ty Story, then, hey, you do you, Coach Hilton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You know, people have been asking and wondering about Ty's story and wondering why he hasn't played at all so far this season. He's only had one snap, which was like a little rush or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's time to give him a chance. You got two weeks to figure it out. You know, they're on the bye week right now. So you got plenty of time to figure out who you want to be your starting quarterback.
2: So the interesting thing about this is, you know, Ty Ty Store really has a lot of experience, as we both know. You know, SEC football—that's a whole different breed. You know, coming to Conference USA. Now, Conference USA compared to SEC football is. Tremendously different to an extent, although there are some uh, Conference USA schools that periodically schedule SEC teams. So it's not like you'll never see those two type of teams play because actually WKU plays Arkansas this year. With that being said is, what do you think the biggest difference for Ty Store would be in order for him to become quarterback for a Conference USA team?
3: I think the ability to throw the ball is the biggest thing, you know, yeah. Westernese right now. You know, Stephen Duggan can't throw the ball, but he makes – mental mistakes, and he threw, I believe, four interceptions in two games mm-hmm. and had that crucial fumble against Louisville where they took it back to the house to go up, I think it was 21-7, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's ball control and being able to pass the ball without throwing interceptions. So I think that's the biggest thing that we need to see from him, for him to be the starter.
2: Yeah, and honestly, I, I think it's no-brainer. I'm going to be – I honestly think that Ty Story will be the uh, starting quarterback come um, – the 28th against UAB. I mean, it's it's for his, it's his to lose necessarily. And pretty much Coach Heldon said that in the press conference as you heard earlier before we started our session. Like, I mean, at first is it was like, okay, we'll give we'll give other quarterbacks options, but I personally think that would be foolish to not put Ty Story in there. You know, definitely going against conference USA champs, you know, UAB, a very, very talented, disciplined football team. Like, I mean, You got to see what top story is about. I mean, it is literally story time, right?
3: Yeah, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a little bit. Okay. Now, Western brought in this big, fought out, you know, high school player in Cabarius Thomas. Yeah. Are are we not going to see him at all? Do you think he's going to stay at Western? I personally believe he's going to transfer. I mean, the fact that we haven't seen him at all. Shows me that something's not right within with him in the program.
2: Okay, now that is, that is a great point. But being that young caliber of a player, why would you not look at it as an opportunity to develop yourself and really just get your feet wet and get hungry for it? You know, I mean, playing against guys like against under guys like Stephen Duncan and you know Ty Story, guys that have had experience in college football. I mean, sometimes you got to wait until your numbers call. Honestly, and that's what I view. So. I mean, if he wants to transfer, that means that he's looking to get that time right now. Now, do you personally think he's a quarterback to go out there on a first and ten and give you uh, X amount of yards as a quarterback?
3: No, I think he should honestly switch positions. But he was brought here uh-huh. as a quarterback. Yeah. And last year he he played a couple games at quarterback for whatever reason. They would yeah. just throw him in there just to throw a go for some reason. But, I mean, the fact that we haven't seen him at all so far this year is telling to me. So, it's, it's – It's just something to think about.
2: Okay, so realistically, we don't want to get off topic too much, but realistically, who do you think can outbeat beat Ty Story for this quarterback position?
3: I mean, the only other choice really is David Shanley. And, I mean, I like Shanley, but, you know, at the same time, Ty Story is is brought – he's on a one-year rental. You know, let's see what he has in the game. David Shanley is here for two more years. So, I mean, it's 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 tie story time. You know, they, David Shaley didn't have that bad of a season last year, if you think about it. You know, he threw uh, for 68% of completion, uh, 942 yards passing, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. But, yeah, you know, he wasn't that bad, especially having to rotate in and out of the offense with uh, Stephen Duncan last year. So, you know. I don't think he's that bad of a quarterback, but still, it's tie story time.
2: Yeah, so with it being story time, now, I don't really think Stephen Duncan's injury is a season-ending injury. Do you think Stephen Duncan will come back and be WKU's quarterback this year for this season? Or do you think he might just be done completely for the season, man?
3: I say if we see Ty Story go out here and win two or three conference games, it's uh, Ty Story's job for the rest of the season. Yeah. If he goes if he goes out here and beats UAB, who I believe, did they win the conference championship last year? Yeah. They did mm-hmm. win the conference yeah. championship last year. So if, they, if he goes out there and beats them and beats Old Dominion for that awful ending last year, I think it's his for the rest of the season.
2: Well, Caden, we're going to have to see. But, hey, as we transition to soccer, Elliot Wells has that heat for you guys, and you guys need to stay tuned as he previews his WKU soccer team opening Conference USA play against Southern Miss on Saturday. Tune in.
4: Thanks, Mark. Hey, guys. It's Soccer Beat reporter Elliot Wells, and I'm here to give you an update on the WKU soccer team. The WKU soccer team ended its non conference of games last weekend Last Friday night, the Lady Toppers welcomed Southern Illinois to Bowling Green for the first-year program's inaugural visit to the WKU soccer complex. WKU defeated the Salukis in a convincing 3-0 win. WKU was led by redshirt sophomore midfielder Devin Jackson as she scored her first two goals as a Lady Topper. WKU ended this weekend off with another win last Sunday afternoon against Alabama a The Lady Toppers' offense poured in seven goals against the Bulldogs, marking their most goals in a game this season. Six different Lady Toppers scored in their 7-1 victory. WKU will look to carry its momentum into Conference USA play tomorrow night when Southern Mississippi travels to the WKU soccer complex for a 4 p.m. kickoff. Since joining Conference USA in 2014, WKU leads the overall series over the Golden Eagles at 2-1-1. Southern Miss earned its first ever win against WKU just last season in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. The Golden Eagles defeated the Lady Toppers 1-0 in a thrilling overtime finish in 2018. Southern Miss comes into tomorrow's match with a 5-3 record, winning its last four matches without giving up a single goal. The Golden Eagles also beat two SEC schools during their non-conference schedule. Both teams come into conference play with something to prove as the Golden Eagles were selected to finish 9th overall in the conference play. WKU was selected to finish 10th overall, but the Lady Toppers posted a solid 4-2-1 record in the team's seven non-conference matches. Last season, WKU played its first four conference matches on the road and lost all four of those contests. This year, Lady Toppers will get to play their first four matches of the WKU soccer complex. We'll see if WKU can take care of its home turf and get off to a hot start in Conference USA play when the Golden Eagles swoop into Bowling Green tomorrow evening.
0: All right, guys, I really appreciate Elliot coming on and giving us an update on the WKU soccer team. But with all that being said, that's about all we have for you guys this week. But we will be back next Friday morning when the Topper Extra newsletter hits your inbox bright and early. Between now and then, hit us up on social media. Mark is on social media at Talk It Up Sports. That's T A L K I T U P S P O R T S. And The Herald is on social media at W K U H E R A L D. And on Twitter, we have our additional Herald Sports page at W-K-U-H-E-R-A-L-D-S-P-O-R-T-S. Reach out, hit us up during the week, and let us know your feedback. We'll be back and talking with you guys next week. But until then, see ya.